0: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Puffin. The Mavericks are NBA champions. Bang! Bang! It's good!
1: And the Mavericks have won the game! Thank you, Trail's really working. Like, Trail's really working. He really got a jumper. He really couldn't hit him.
0: And. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engsted, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The free agency friend, the one more thing king, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? Welcome back. The Stretch 5, the Instagram phenom, the
1: highlight machine, machine. He was a highlight machine over the past few weeks. Willie Cauley-Stone, welcome back to Dallas.
0: The three-letter man coming back to Dallas. Welcome back. He's back. And the Mavs now have 16 <laughs> players under contract.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we the Mavericks have uh, a a f- full roster, not just full roster, but an full overflowing. <laughs> an overflowing but, roster. Yeah, I mean, they can they they can bring 20 guys to camp. They have the 20, you know, spots full. Normally it's a hey, 15 guaranteed spots, three camp invites, and, you know, the two-two ways Dallas is taking this, hey, 16 fully guaranteed, you know, contracts into camp uh, with two camp invites and stuff from there. But, you know, it's something that we've thrown out on this pod numerous times before that it's not out of the question. When you see a guy with a a guaranteed contract get waived, Sam Dallenbear, if you if you guys remember that, if you were listening during Mm -hmm. those days, Sam, you're you're old enough to remember that. (laughs) <laughs> if you're old enough, uh <laughs> had a guaranteed contract and you know, going into training camp that year. And, you know, Solometry came in as a, you know, under or not even unrestricted, but like came in as an undrafted guy. They bring Salah. him back from overseas and he beats him out in camp and they waive Dalimber. He doesn't he he gets cut in training camp. Guaranteed money that they just said see ya. So that's it's not the craziest thing in the world for them to take 16 guaranteed guys into camp.
0: Yeah, so we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about who maybe is the guy on the way out if the Mavericks decide to just go that go that route and they decide to cut somebody with a guaranteed contract. We'll talk about a couple more things with Wessel Wundu, the signing from the other day. Uh, by the way, we've done podcasts all weekend. So if you're just jumping in from you know last week, we did podcasts about the James Johnson trade. We did podcasts about Wessel Wundu signing, all that kind of stuff. And so go check out our pods over the weekend. However, <laughs> holy cow, so many of you guys Jumped in and listened to our podcast over the weekend. We had by far our largest week ever, so thank you, everybody. We were ranked in the top 100 and something on iTunes basically all weekend, so we appreciate you for that. Thursday was our second highest single day ever, so that's pretty awesome. Second only to the Lucas shot, obviously in the playoffs. That was a pretty awesome yeah. day for us. So hey, KP trade. So and KP trade was is fourth now. That's wild.
1: Yeah, I went, I went walking today uh, Sunday afternoon, and I pulled up my podcast list, and I'm like, "Get out of here! No, like, no national guide really." No. You know, dropped a pod over the weekend, and I'm like, "All right, well, I'm um, I feel better about taking <laughs> numerous hours and staying up super late uh, over the weekend, and telling my wife that, hey, I'll be to bed to, be be to
0: bed <laughs> later on. So uh, we got to do a pod. It was fun. We'll talk about the roster, and we also want to get into. The free agent options that the Mavericks have missed out on. We see a lot of people saying, well, the Mavs should have done this, they should have done this, should have spent the whole MLE, all that kind of stuff. And so I want to talk about their options and the guys they actually missed on and with the money that players actually signed for. So we'll talk about all those options they could have had and uh, some of the ones that they just missed out on. So we'll talk about that and we'll get into all of it. All right. News. Like we said at the top of the show, Willie Colley stein is back on a two year, $8.2 million deal per Sham Sharania. Uh, so that is a guaranteed deal. I think the second year has an option on it, and so he turned down that $2 million deal and came back for, for double that. I mean, good on him to bet, bet on himself that those 13 games in Dallas apparently meant something. We talked yesterday about the Mavericks adding another big, and they added somebody that at least maybe knows their system. Maybe he was with the Mavs long enough to ha- to build that, you know, you know, rapport with them. I I don't think it was the deal that I would have wanted them to do. There's a couple other guys I think that I would rather have besides Willie Colley Stein, but they got another big and we were saying they should add another big and they got one.
1: Yeah, we were, you know, if you listen to yesterday's pod, we were, uh, I and the rest of that MLE, they were, um, you know, working with around six, six and a half million, uh, left of that to go spending. Like Nick said, we, we figured they were going to go after a big and so much of this stuff is situational and just the situation, the role that these guys are going to come into. We're going to talk more about Aaron Baines later on, but we both liked Aaron Baines in this offense as kind of a stopgap guy for mm-hmm. until KP came back. But Aaron Baines knows that too. And if, a Toronto team can give him roughly around the same amount of money and say, "Come in and be a starter for a playoff team." That he's going to be the starter all year round. Like he's one of the only bigs on that roster. He's going to have a big role on that Raptors team. Yeah, it's That's like him true. and Chris
0: Bruchet and then like Siakam, Markeith Morris, you know, and
1: like Siakam stuff. So like. That's a big role for him. So I don't blame him, you know, for taking that instead of like coming to Dallas on a similar deal. And, you know, everything hinged around Marc Gasol today and, you know, finding out that's what, you know, Dallas was waiting on Marc Gasol and uh, that there was mutual interest in that, you know, going into the day and waking up this morning. And, you know, when Shams tweeted out and it's like, hey, he narrowed his choices down to the Raptors and the other team in L.A., you know, that was, you're like, all right, well, the Mavericks are out of it. And it was quickly that, and that's why I want to bring that up too, because some people tweeted at me thinking that Dallas signed Willie Cauley-Stein and gave up on Marc Gasol. That was not the case. It was, they were in on Marc Gasol. Marc Gasol narrowed his list first. Then Dallas pivoted. Brad actually wrote this too in in a story. So y'all can go read that also. Um, that then Dallas, you know, Willie was kind of like the backup option at that point. So It's a team option for the second year. So basically another expiring contract Mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, And like you said, Nick has said numerous times in this podcast, he only he only played 13 games. He got traded to Dallas on January 25th, 2020, earlier this year. It was roughly like six weeks after that, the whole league shut down. (laughs) And then he opted out because he was expecting his first child and didn't go to the bubble we respect the heck out of him for doing that and staying here. And he, you know, he never played another game for the Mavericks. It was just 13 games. So like, we didn't even get to see what his full potential was in this offense. And you know, if Dallas is bringing him back, they had, they have to be intrigued with something and with his fit. So that was it a little bit more money than I expected for Willie? Yeah. I I thought he was going to get like a minimum for a team, but at this point, Dallas chose to use their MLE. And this is where I think the argument point for a lot of Mavs fans, they, they choose to use the majority of their MLE to bring back two guys that are already on the roster in Trey Burke and Willie Colley Stein.
0: Yeah. And if they had gone and the Mavs would have lost those guys. And I think we would have been upset that they wasted their time on other guys instead of (laughs) retaining the guys on their roster. So there's all different ways you could go to with this, but other kind of news things, obviously the Mavericks have 16 guaranteed players, according to Brad Townsend, they're going to stick with those. And so, They don't have to make those decisions until past December 1st. I mean, December 1st is training camp, and then you go into training camp, and even through preseason, they don't have to make decisions on that. So we might not know who they decide to move on from, what they decide to do for a while now. So You're
1: listening to this on the 23rd, most of you you guys are. So they have a month. I mean, the season starts on December 22nd. So they have a month to figure out. And I want to mention this too. It's not just a cut it it doesn't have to just be hey we got to cut a guy and t- you know and or, take on the money basically or you know have to still have the money on our books if wes awandu shows up at the camp and kills it in camp and they're like let's go we want him on the roster and whoever that they think he played better than you can always entertain trades then. Then you call up somebody and say, hey, can you take instead of us cutting a guy that's under contract for a couple seasons or whoever it is, can you take this guy off our roster and give us a couple seconds or whatever it is? That stuff happens. So it's not I've seen some people are like, well, we're just going to cut guaranteed money and just eat that money just because they want to hand out. It's not always that you can always you know offload somebody and trade somebody instead of cutting somebody, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There are options. So we're going to talk about some of those options, talk about the Mavericks roster, and then get into some of our free agents later in the show. But before we do, Isaac Harris, Built Bar. Shout out to Built Bar. You know you love some Bilt Bar. Tell me, uh, you were eating some Bilt Bar this weekend
1: um yeah mint brownie is my favorite i feel like that's the the thing i say all the time but that that's my favorite
0: that's the that's the good one it was keeping us awake it was keeping us you know up and keeping our protein levels up so that we could continue to do these weekend pods isaac's gave a shout out on twitter and a couple of our listeners said that they love the cookies and cream there's another a couple other fans that that reached out and said that they love built bar it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar covered in 100 percent chocolate they're incredible. There's 18 incredible flavors like the mint brownie that Isaac loves. You can lose weight You can, uh, while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for a keto diet. For example, the cookies and cream that some of our listeners like, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. So you're basically getting the same amount of calories that you'd get in like a slice of bread. <laughs> <laughs> in a protein bar, a candy bar. And then I'll also, say bread's more than that. With the pro- Depends on what kind of bread you're getting. But you get less carbs than that. And then you get the protein as well. And it tastes good. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's no joke. 20%. Use the promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, uh, tomorrow. And for the rest of this week, everybody, we are going to continue to break down the moves that the Mavericks made. We'll do some deep dive breakdowns into Josh Green, Tyrell Terry, Tyler Bay. We're going to do some more deep dives into like James Johnson and guys like that. We're hopefully going to have some of the locked on hosts that have watched these guys day in and day out come and talk to us about what some of these guys have been looking like, what they have left in the tank, and, and things like that. So stick with us. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all that kind of stuff. So, Stick with us. We're here five days a week now, this week, and then we'll see what happens over the weekend. All right. Let's get into some more news. And then uh, the Mavs are, are likely done making moves, according to Brad Townsend. Anything could happen still, but it seems like they're done, that this is going to be their their roster. Do we want to get into some kind of grade for what the Mavs did? You, you tweeted out a poll where we had you know, just give the Mavs a grade for this this off season A, B, C, or D. And there's like over a <laughs> thousand votes in it, I think, of Mavs fans. Uh, what did that poll come out to? And what do you think about the Mavericks' off season? Just giving it a letter grade.
1: Yeah, I just pulled up the uh, the the poll right now. A little over fifteen hundred votes. And you know, I, I just did A, B, C, or D. I thought some people would be responding and be like, "Oh, was the F a uh, failure?" And um, <laughs> there's only four I options
0: didn't. on Twitter. So in case you're not that on is Twitter.
1: Ve- very true. Uh, D got three percent votes, and man, I you must be fun at parties. But the <laughs> the overwhelming response was B, a, a grade letter, grade letter of a B for the Mavs this off season. And I think you almost, you know, a lot of people quote tweeted and was like, "Hey, here's some," you know, they would they kind of split up the off season into three categories. It was like the trade, like trades, uh, draft, free agency. And if you could give those, each one of those a letter grade and then kind of wrap it up together and say, bam, here, here's what, you know, what the grade would be. Coming out of the draft, it was all A's for me. And I still think it's like an A minus B plus collectively. Um, I do like in the back of my mind, it's like, yeah, I do fall into that the MLE would I've loved to get? I think the I think the one name, and we'll talk more about the names and kind of where these different players went. And did Dallas even have a chance? It's not always. It's so fun to see like Mavs Twitter or whatever. And it's like, well, why didn't we get this guy? I'm like, there's a thousand reasons why we couldn't have got that guy. He might not have even chosen to come here. He had a better role somewhere else, or whatever it is. It's like it's not always this money anyway, or Mavericks choosing not to get him. But like Jay Crowder was the one. I'm like, dang, like that money that he got from Phoenix was like around the, the full MLE that Dallas could have offered to yeah, like, a little more, it. but yeah. And it's like, man, I liked it. And Dallas was interested in him. And so mm-hmm. that was, that was like one of the only few that I'm like, I wish we got that one. That was, but he chose Phoenix and Phoenix could be saying, we we want you to start. We don't know. And like Dallas could be saying, we just want you part of our, our wing rotation for the most part. So I, I don't know what that looks like, but I think I land on an A- for the Mavericks collectively for this entire week.
0: Yeah, I think you have to grade it relative to what they were able to do, right? I think yes. I think I would have given them a grade if they, like, I would have given them an A if they just came out of nowhere and did something that, like, blew my mind, you know? Like, oh, I didn't even know that they could do that, you know? But I think they did solid, they did solid things, and they got better, so I gave them a B. That's what I voted, uh, and I think I voted from locked on Twitter at B as well, so <laughs> there's two from me. Because
1: because we we talked about a uh, yesterday's pod maybe in the pod before of like the main goals for Dallas going into this offseason if you could go out and the main thing for me there was two main things for Dallas this offseason can we go out and get a, a, another starter can we upgrade a starting spot with a win now veteran that is a defensive minded like that is a good fit alongside Luka can we go out and get one of those guys and then can we also Shed a little bit more cap for 2021. Can we get off Delon's contract? And you know, can we get off some of that guaranteed money in 2021? Those are the two were the two main goals for me. And they did it without giving up the draft picks. Like I went into it thinking, okay, if you're going to get off guaranteed money in 2021, you're going to have to like attach a pick to get to make it happen. You're going to have to attach 18 to make it happen. Or if you're going to upgrade and get a a win now player, like if they got Covington, which I think we agree that Covington is probably like a better player than Josh Richardson, but better defensive.
0: But the Mavericks were in on that one.
1: Yeah, they were in on it. But my point of like, if they got Covington, they wouldn't have had Josh Green. They wouldn't have had pick 18. They would have had right. to attach the 18th pick to get the win now and better. And probably
0: 31 too based on what the you know the Rockets got for Covington. They got two first round picks.
1: Yeah, so that's my they got Josh Richardson and they cleared up more cap for 2021 and they kept their draft picks. And I think that alone and if you want to add in the the small stuff on top of it like they have three good value draft picks that got the enforcer in, in James Johnson. However you think that how many minutes you think he's going to play on this team, but they got an enforcer. We really wanted the enforcer. They did all of that while still doing like, I just think that collectively is a heck of an offseason. and they didn't hand out a dumb contract that we're sitting here having to defend today. Saying, "Man, let's go!" Like they just
0: handed twenty million to whoever it is, and or sign and I trade just, for Gordon Hayward, and all of a sudden pay, paying him thirty million a year. Like, like, all right, we're betting on injuries for Porzingis and Gordon Hayward for the next four years. You know?
1: Yeah, and I think I think where it comes down to the disagreement is, would you have rather used the MLE, the full MLE, on one player? Or would you have, or are you okay with them splitting it up between Trey Burke and Willie Colley Stein? And like, I can understand that. Like you have a fan, like you, you feel differently on that. I'm like, Oh, I'd rather have one guy, but then you have to ask yourself the question of, well, who's the one guy. And it's like, we don't know. We don't know if Dallas had one, those one guys for the full MLE sitting there with offers on the table. And Dallas are like, Nope, we're not going to give it to it. We don't know what Dallas is going after. So that's, I think that's the fundamental disagreement that somebody can have. Is like, who, would you either have one player or Burke and Willie? And I mean, that's just up for interpretation.
0: Yeah, and today we're going to get into some more of those like... Guys, we're getting basically all the free agents that the Mavericks could have been in on or targets that we had talked about before free agents even started. Talk about all those guys. We're going to get into every one of their contracts. Who were the, who could the Mavs have potentially been in on and missed out on? Who were the Mavs overpaid for? There's a bunch of guys that we were like, oh, go get that guy. But they're overpaid, and the Mavericks couldn't match it, and so the money just wasn't there. So we're going to get into that later. But I think this, this offseason, if it's done, which it seems like it is besides maybe one more move to – Cut a guy, or you know, maybe maybe another trade where you, you get off a guy and get some picks or something like that. Um, it was it was you know they did those two things like you said they were able to upgrade. I'm higher on Josh Richardson than it seems like a lot of other people are, uh, especially those on on Mavs Facebook that don't know who he is. That was funny. That was a great post. Some guy was like, "Who the f is Josh Richardson?" <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna learn, and I I hope that I hope that he comes in, and I hope that he thrives like Tim Hardaway. You know, I, I think that for anybody coming in, I think there's it's going to be two, it's going to be one of two paths for a lot of these guys, right? It's going to be either you're going to be Tim Hardaway or you're going to be DeLon, right? You come in, we're like, oh, DeLon has this role, and he's never never fit into his role, never really seemed to you know to thrive in that role. Tim Hardaway came in at least the second year and thrived in that role and like raised his you know com- raised his value, and we like completely loved Tim Hardaway Jr. Now, whereas we were so out on him before the season. So I hope he thrives in that kind of way. And I think he will, especially when Porzingis is out. I think he's going to do really well. Um, yeah, yeah do, and- do, we, do we want to go in and get – we want to talk about the, the roster or do you want to talk one more thing about?
1: Well, I just season? want to mention the cash face thing because I've seen people throw out there like, well, oh, look at our history, look at all this stuff. And it's like, <laughs> why can't we get excited about what could come? I think it would – In In a lot of people want to angle the – the frustration towards the front office and be like, man, we're just going to ruin this. We're, we're not even like, we're not making these big swings. Now all this different stuff about Luca I think it would be a bigger bash on the front office if they went out and just wiped the cap space and didn't give it a chance. And we're sitting there a year from now and we have two huge bad contracts and a guy like Paul George or if Giannis doesn't sign the extension or you insert Kawhi's like I'm taking meetings or something like that and you didn't even give yourself the chance. With a 22-year-old at that point, MVP candidate, at one point in your franchise, or like, what does that, when does that ever happen in any franchise to where you have an MVP candidate under the age of 22? Yeah, on not your even team, the Warriors. Yeah, and you have the chance to go get somebody. Like, this is a specific 12 month window for the most part. I mean, roughly a year until Lucas, you know, all this stuff, the max contracts and like all this stuff starts kicking in. You have this one more offseason next year that, like, it would I just think it would be almost a more of a disservice and more of a like a like a hit towards the front office if they didn't even give it a chance of saying, what can we lure to Dallas because we've just never been in a spot like this. And Luca is that good. He is a top five player in the league. So I think you just have to give it a chance. And it's not like they're sacrificing being good this year and for yeah. this this chance. They're still gonna be really good this year. So they improved, they got better while still leaving this window open to go get another guy. And I mean, the table set. We talked about this a few days ago. The table set for whenever that next guy comes out comes out and says, hey, I, I want to be gone. A Bradley, Bill, whoever it is. Dallas has the expiring contracts now. Now they have some draft picks and the young guys that they took and Josh Green, Tower Terry, whatever. It, it's another year that they can look at a future first they can attach to it. So I just think, flexibility over this next year will be huge for whoever that next guy to ask out.
0: And look at, look at a team like the Hawks, what they were able to do with some cap space, right? They weren't able to get one huge guy, but they were able to bring in Bogdan. They were able to sign Gallinari, right? Like they're, they're yeah. the Hawks right? yes. when the maps have cap space like that, which they're going to, they're going to bring, they're going to be able to bring in somebody. I believe at least the, and yeah. it, and it and might not at- just be Giannis, but it could be, you know, somebody else or it could be two guys where they really make a big upgrade.
1: Yeah, and they had what, roughly 40 million in cap space. You know, at this point, we're sitting at like 33, 35 million in cap space for next summer. Yeah. And look at the cornerstones they had to build around. John Collins and Trey Young. I mean, or, or I mean, I guess we could talk about Clint Capella, Cam Reddish. Yeah, let's sign me up for Cam Reddish stock. So that like they're built they took their cap space and built around that. Dallas is gonna go into next offseason with roughly the same amount of cap space, saying, Hey, come join Luka Doncic an MVP candidate who's 22 at the time and Christoph Porzingis. So, I mean, come on. Like that that's that's the thing. <laughs> we right don't have there, to make so. the
0: pitch again. We've made the pitch no. so many times, but I know. Coming up, let's get into the free agents. I want to go through these names and talk about all of them that the Mavericks could could possibly have been in on and which ones they missed on. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into these free agents. But before we do, listen to the Locked On NBA on Mondays. Our guy, Josh Lloyd, who hosts the number one fantasy basketball podcast, the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Show. He takes you around the league to major headlines around the league, talking to each of our local experts. Subscribe to Locked On NBA today, wherever you get your podcast. Sometimes I jump on there. You're going to hear from every single, you know, Local expert that knows their team and knows who's on the Pistons right now, right? Like, if you if you want to yeah. know that, you can go listen to that. Um, let's get into free agent options. So, there's a couple of notes and um, reports from Michael Scotto and others saying that the Mavericks have been interested and had interest in some guys. Jay Crowder was one you mentioned earlier. Marcus Shaw obviously was one that was widely you know covered and said that the Mavericks did have interest and tried to go get those guys and weren't able to. Jay Crowder, it was because they gave him a ten million dollar deal in in Phoenix, and he's probably going to get a bigger role than he would have gotten in Dallas. I think, at least, or it's, le- it's at least not as crowded as it is. Um, and then not not as crowded. <laughs> that, was, you, that was the first time you've done that instead of me. <laughs> and then the other one was Marc Gasol. They had interest in Marc Gasol, but Marc Gasol ruled them out and decided to go to the Lakers. I mean, he decided to go to the fen- the defending champs, right? To go try and you know get yeah. another ring. So. I don't think that you can blame the Mavericks for going after that and maybe they you know he, I, they couldn't give Jay Crowder as much money as the Suns could but it's really not that big of a difference but
1: yeah like what what's their pitch to a big man today yeah hey you're gonna start and play like decent minutes for a month and then you're gonna be coming off the bench and it's kind of situational at that point point. and we have Maxi, we have Boban um you know Dwight Powell <laughs> but our best lineup in the playoffs is going to be KP at the five and you're not going to be out there. So like that, we have to understand what
0: the pitch is to some of these bigs out there, like a Mark Gasol or an Aaron Baines. Exactly. Uh, Willie Hernan Gomez was another one he signed with the Pelicans. The Mavericks were reportedly had interest in him, along with the Kings and the Hornets. Uh, and then, yeah, Marc Gasol, J. Crowder, or a couple others, the Mavericks had interest in Willie Hernan Gomez. That that one's for that one's for Luca, right? <laughs> that one's like, hey, we tried to get your your you know your your buddy, but he went to New Orleans. Here here are some of the options the Mavs had out there, right? Gordon Hayward goes to the Hornets. Maybe the Mavs could have done some kind of sign and trade with him. It seemed like he wants to go and play and be the guy, right? It seems like he wants to. Somebody's listening right now saying, yes, we should have did the sign
1: and trade <laughs> and gave him 120.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, for that person, whoever, whoever that is, this is, that's not the thing. You can just turn off the pod. 30 mil a year for Gordon Hayward. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that deal. I don't even know if I would do that deal if I'm Charlotte, but I guess they just, they take the risk. They might have Nick two Nick 2.0 is what I think that they might have on their hands here. he has one more big injury that that's what that's gonna be then the hawks make you know an offer to bogdan which now basically you know since they signed him to an offer sheet he can only go to the hawks or the king can match it and he goes back to the kings no matter what that's the only option so there's not there's nothing for dallas there unless some kind of crazy christian wood thing happens where they're like oh no actually that offer sheet never happened and <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. but Bogdan got 18 million a year, four years, 72 million dollars. Would you rather have Bogdan and then, like Isaac said earlier, kind of have no shot at Giannis? You'd have to move all these other things and make all this stuff happen to bring in Giannis or a big time free agent. Would you rather just have Bogdan and then have all these obstacles to try and get Giannis, or would you rather just have a shot at him? <laughs> you know, and, and Bogdan's yeah. 28, by the way. He's not 24. He's not 22, right? He's not super young anymore. He's he's like, this is as good as he's going to get, basically, <laughs> right? And yeah. I don't think he changes. I don't think he makes the Mavericks a title team.
1: That's a lot of money for Bogdan. Uh, I would have liked him in Dallas just because it would have given another playmaker or another guy that's like, hey, you can generate offense when Luka's not out there, especially if KP, you know, when KP's out and missing games and stuff. I would have liked it for that sense defensively it would have worried me because yeah I mean I think Tim Hardaway is a better defender than Bogdan and that's saying something (laughs) and and so I think Luca's a better defender (laughs) oh I think yeah I think Luca is for sure (laughs) and so yeah fit would have been uh, like kind of weird but I would have been down for it it's just there that's a lot of that's a lot a lot of money uh for, for for Bogdan and it's not like you have you know to it's not like you have the contracts to match it as far as like for 2021 contracts and stuff like that. And I mean, there could be somebody saying right now, let's listen to pod and y'all can just disagree with this. I mean, that's just part of it saying, yeah, I would have rather trade her for Bogdan and given him 72 million and said, screw that. And about even having a chance at Giannis. And I guarantee you the moment, if Giannis signs the extension and everybody's like, see, we should have gave Gordon Hayward 120 instead of waiting on, which by the oh, way, Giannis and- has
0: not signed that extension.
1: He hasn't, and maybe that's why Miami and Dallas and Toronto didn't eat into their cap space.
0: Could be. Other guys, th- these are guys that are completely out of the Mavs' price range. These were not sign and trade guys necessarily. These were guys that you know just got signed outright. Danilo Gallinari got twenty mil per year, it's like twenty million dollars per year, three years, sixty one million dollars. You know how much I didn't want to do Bogdan? I would much less want to do hari for that number I mean that's a ton for him Jeremy Grant I think he ended up being a sign in trade but 20 million a year for Jeremy Grant three years 60 million that's not one I want to do either I think that I think that's an overpay for him as well Pistons go for it see what you got in a guy like that but uh, Goran Dragic but eight, can I Goran. say
1: this about Jeremy or about, uh, about you, just you just can't
0: go on a long thing about all of these guys
1: <laughs> no I just want it, to it's this a point again about Grant it's not always about winning yeah, he he said, "Screw it, to Denver. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go get my money in Detroit." But he got which, the
0: same offer from De- from Denver.
1: Yeah, every report said he got the same offer. So it wasn't even about winning in that in that case. It was about a bigger role. So when it comes to why why X player didn't end up with X team, it's not just about money or if the team wanted him or not. Sometimes it's about role too, and that's a that's a, a point for the opposite way too.
0: For sure, Goran Dragic eighteen point seven million per year. He got a two year deal to stay in Miami. That you know seemed like that was going to happen. Joe Harris eighteen million a year. He got four years, seventy five million dollars. I mean, that was not that was not an, an option for the Mavs either. Davis Berton, same deal. He got sixteen million a year. He got that five year deal. Mavs couldn't even offer five years. <laughs> That's not they couldn't offer the money or the years on that. Uh, Marcus Morris sixteen mil for. Four years, so sixty-four million dollar total deal for four years. I don't even if I'm the Clippers, I think that's that's an overpay for them. Even they didn't even get yeah. like the the you know the contender discount. Malik, his brother's probably gonna go get his brother's gonna get like the the veteran minimum from the Lakers probably. Uh, other guys, Malik Beasley, four years, sixty million. That's fifteen million a year. That Mavericks couldn't even offer that. Here's a couple other guys the Mavericks couldn't even match. Christian Wood, Jordan Clarkson, KCP all got $13 million per year. The Mavericks couldn't even match that money. So the, all these guys the Mavericks couldn't get. So they're off the table. So don't say, oh, the Mavericks could have gotten one of these guys. Nope, they couldn't. Jay Crowder, Paul Millsap, Derek Favors all got $10 million per year. Jay Crowder got three years, $10 million per So. Uh, maybe the Mavericks could have gotten into that if they, you know, structure his deal differently, where he gets, you know, the mid-level exception, the full mid-level exception the first year, but he ends up going to Phoenix. Maybe the Mavericks didn't want to offer the years on that. You know, if, if that, that kind of takes you out of Giannis a little bit, if you get that money, you'd have to move other things around. Pell Millsap got, you know, the one year, 10 million. That's more than the Mavericks could offer. Derek Favors has got three years, 30 million. That was more than the Mavericks could offer in more years than they wanted to. Okay, here are the realistic ones. Here are the, the actual real ones, the M, the guys that signed for the full MLE. The, what the Mavericks had. This is these are guys the Mavericks could have signed with their money, and we're thirty minutes into the podcast. <laughs> Serge Ibaka got the full. He got two years, nineteen million from the Clippers. He went to a contender. He went to a team that, that is you know up there for to to win the title. Right? He didn't go on that team and be, make them a title contender. They're already there. Harrell got the full and
1: and it's LA. And it's like, LA. Montresero same same thing.
0: They the exact same thing for both of these guys. Like if you're a player think about it. Would you rather play in Dallas or would you rather play in LA? I mean just right? If you want to go win, if you want to go in a title. I mean, Harold Harold turned down money in Charlotte to go to LA right. because it's LA. And it's the Lakers. Tristan Thompson got the full mid-level exception as well. Two years, $19 million to play for the Celtics. He's going to play a huge role for them. He's going to play a lot. They have a lot of minutes for him. And that's a big role that the Mavericks don't have, you know, that they can't offer because they have, you know, so many players. Jaco got the full, as well, three years, $27 million to stay in San Antonio. Mavericks, you know... Didn't want to match that with years either. Here's some other guys you could get for partial. Marcus Gasol, we already talked about him. Aaron Baines, he got two years, 14.7 million. So that's 7.1 million a year. You can't do it what Aaron Baines got as well as Trey Burke. Maybe you could like squeeze both of them to try and fit them together, but you know, it just it like it just wouldn't work. So he got more money to go play in Toronto and he's gonna have a bigger role.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was similar money, a little bit more money in Toronto, but
0: once again, what we said, bigger role in Toronto. Avery Bradley, Wancho Hernan Gomez, DJ Augustine, all those guys the Mavericks could have gotten. Wancho they couldn't have gotten with Trey Burke. Avery Bradley they could have, DJ Augustine they could not have gotten with Trey Burke. Like I'm not losing sleep on any of those guys, right? <laughs> none of those guys, yeah. none of those guys really hurt where you're like, "Ah, oh, man, wish I could have gotten those guys." Here are some other names. Carmelo, Robin Lopez, Kent Bazemore, Mason Plumley, Bobby Portis, Nerlens Noel, Austin Rivers, Jeff Green, Bryn Forbes. Garrett Temple, Pat Connaughton, Sterling Brown, Gary Clark, Josh Jackson. All these guys were signed by other teams, and the Mavericks could have matched the deal. And not, I mean, these are the the same level as Trey Burke, Willie, and Owandu. Yeah. I would rather much, I actually would rather have Trey Burke than any of those guys, I think.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's two things. This whole season is going to hinge on Christos Porzingis. Yeah. Like the ceiling for this team. If Porzingis is healthy, Fully healthy and fully Porzingis entering the playoffs, sign me up against anybody, because I like what they've done, and we have Luka Doncic who is a top five player in the league and a healthy Porzingis. If he's not, it's a different, whole different story. And going back to the 2021 thing, I think there's a reason, and it's not just the Giannis thing. I think there's a reason why Dallas, Miami, Toronto, even when all the cards look like Giannis is going to sign this extension. That everybody's still preserving the cap, so whether it's Giannis or something else, these teams are at least keeping the cap open for something. Of saying they, whether it's like rumblings they're hearing of some other players in that class that we've talked about, because everybody's seen the graphic and all the list of players, and you can look at it and be like, "Well, dang, like all these players look like they're gonna go to stay put." okay, well, there's some smart front offices right now that are still not touching that 2021 cap space, and they're still saying, all right, we're still going to preserve it for that summer and go from there. So I,
0: I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm exactly <laughs> fine and happy with what Dallas did this week. So there you go. Those are the free agent options. I mean, that's all of them. There's nobody else out there. We, went, we exhausted the list. We went through everyone else and was like, ah, not even. I mean, Brandon Ingram, Anthony Davis, Paul, Fred Van Vliet, you're not getting those guys, right? Those are probably the best yeah. three free agents that were out there. So that's where the Mavericks were. We're looking towards next year. It's not just Giannis or bust. The Mavericks had a good off season. And unless something else happens to trade, this is your Mavericks team. And we're excited about it.
1: 100%. And we'll see, you know, we have this whole week of pods and we're going to talk about the draft picks some more. We're going to talk about some moves and Josh Richardson and all this stuff and lead into next week. At some point you're going to get a media day and we're going to be able to talk to a lot of these players and uh, probably sometime next week. And, Man, training camp and everything going to heat back up. And
0: basketball is close. Close. Wild. It's wild Less how close it is. Less than a month away. Less than a month from now, if you're listening on Monday. Wow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom.
1: And it's just like, to me, it's just reassuring that, like, man, the things I've been doing for the last four years, people are finally starting to see and they're finally starting to notice that, like, I'm not bullshitting when it comes to, I'm not bullshitting when it comes to comes to like the business of my family and my, my daughter and my wife and you know my mom and grandparents and cousins like I still got people
0: to take care of but I have to get that part to take care of.